Hey guys. Hey, hey, hey. This is take two of <laughs> this story. <laughs> Hopefully it records this time. Yeah, for some reason my <laughs> microphone did not record the first take at all. So no. let me restart. Um, <laughs> we got new mics. Record scratch. Scream. Uh-huh. I bet you're wondering how we got here. <laughs> well, it's because of our fucking microphones right it's either our microphones or the application we use to record these things which i mean we've had issues in the past with it so i'm starting to lean towards the software yeah um but anyways we got new mics so the quality hopefully sounds a little better to you guys yes um So, let's kind of just jump straight into it. Let's do it. For this story today, because I have... I've only really done, like, true crime, like, murder stories, except for my Area 51. And I think I have a celebrity conspiracy theories coming out. Yeah. Um, So, this one I thought I'd do a ghost story. And this is... Woo! Josh's first ghost story! (laughs) They're hard to research, you guys. They are. They really they are. are. Um, I thought this time I would do um, the two most Ed and Lorraine Warren, like, their most famous stories. It, the stories that inspired the first two Conjuring movies. Hell yeah. Those are two of my favorite, like, scary movies. They did. When I remember when The Conjuring came out, Taylor watched it all the time you yeah like i can't even count how many times i watched it i can't tbh uh one two three too many (laughs) (laughs) too many you're not wrong so i guess let's just start with a little like just a small amount of backstory uh starting with ed warren eddie boy Uh, he was a world war ii veteran and a former police officer Ugh. stop police no we're not gonna a cab him (laughs) Um, he became a self-professed demonologist just after studying the, the subject, subject on his own. So you can just self-proclaim yourself as anything. You can, yes. He's like the people who read like one article on Facebook and pretend that they're doctors. I I, I told you this. We can't go too deep into that because I'll start naming names because I'm drunk. And it'll get me in trouble. So... Not Not only only that, that, his wife, Lorraine, she claimed to be a clairvoyant and medium who was capable of communicating with the demons that Ed discovered. Oh, so like a power couple. They were. They were the original Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yes, except not black. (gasps) You're right. If they were, they were light-skinned. So, in 1952, Ed and Lorraine founded the New England Society for Psychic Research. Nesper. Nesper ended up being... It's like Neptar from Adventure Time. Never oh ending, Never-ending pie-throwing robot. You're right, it is. <laughs> it really is. Except they're throwing demons. Yes, throwing demons your way <laughs> since 1952. EST 1952. <laughs> But it was the oldest ghost hunting group in New England. And they, they kind of quickly gained notoriety as respected paranormal investigators after their initial investigation of the Amityville hauntings, which in our first take, we sit here and we talk about that 
because <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, he was in that movie. And I had no fucking clue. And if you Google, which I don't know why Taylor didn't just Google Amityville Horror Cast. Instead, she Googled, was Ryan Reynolds in the Amityville Horror movie? I said, did Ryan Reynolds play in Amityville Horror? And a big yes just showed up on Google. All Google did was say yes. And it said he played, hold on, I still have the tab up. It says Ryan Reynolds played George Lutz in the 2005 version. I should have also done like a little excerpt on the Amityville Horror <gasps> But you I can did, cover that some other time. Right, but I didn't even think about that being part of their story. Mm. Um, their two most famous cases, however, were heavily popularized by the Conjuring franchise. I was going to say, I feel like the Amityville Horror was like debunked or something. I don't know. I just remember that he killed a dog by the boathouse, and that was the worst part of the movie, even though he killed his kids. And the flies. Oh, yeah. The flies. The flies. But My worst nightmare. Let me tell you something. I'm listening. Even though the movies seem over-dramatized and impossible to believe, the Warrens maintain that all of the events depicted actually transpired in real time. Really? Yeah, and so Ed died in 2006. Uh, R.I.P. Rest in peace. But R.I.P. Ed. Big Ed. <laughs> But Lorraine was a consultant on the films and Mm. claims that she did not let the directors take any more dramatic license than was necessary. Mm. I find that really hard to believe. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But I've never been like haunted by a demon either, so I can't speak. Taylor, if you saw some of these pictures, because it was the 70s, cameras were invented. If you saw some of the pictures that I saw when I was researching, it's it's kind of hard to fake them, especially yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. Like they didn't we have said, Photoshop back then. Right. And like we said in our first take, they had, I mean, their pictures came out in sepia. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. They could put a smudge on the camera lens, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the pics. Wait, I'll show you. Okay. Um... So, nevertheless, the true story of The Conjuring remains almost unbelievably chilling to this day. So, let's um, get into it. I'm sure it is. Let's start with the Perrin family. Perrin. Perrin. So, and... I'm pairing this tequila with some Coke Zero. Loser. <laughs> so, let's start... This all takes place in 1971... Oh my god, that's a year before my mom was born. She was oh a demon. Oh my god, Tammy. Tammy. It's Bathsheba reincarnate. <laughs> Tammy Bathsheba. Now Lane. it makes sense. Right. I'm just kidding, <laughs> Tammy. I love you. Love you, mom. So <laughs> love you, Tam. Teapon. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. I'm laughing, but also trying to stifle a burp. <laughs> So just let it out. It's the demon coming out. <laughs> it's the demons. So in 1971, the Perrin family moved into a 14-room farmhouse. In, Jealous! In Harrisville, Rhode Island. Can you imagine how much a 14-room house costs today? <laughs> we talked about this in our first take. And I t- <laughs> Taylor's mind goes to a very adult area when... 
Talk, like, oh my God, that'd be like $2 million. And I'm sitting here thinking, 1971, the mom had a huge bush. Because <laughs> you know, 70s bushes. Those things were crazy, man. Oh God. But anyways, I digress. Get some trimmers. Get some, get some thinning shears. <laughs> But (laughs) they moved into that 14 room farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island, where Carolyn, the mom, Roger, the dad. Big mistake. Huge. Huge. Call an ambulance. But not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Where their five daughters began to notice strange things happening almost immediately. Five daughters. I know. That's the real tragedy of the disgrace. Forget the PTSD from being fucking possessed you had five kids and they were all daughters i don't even care about that that's five, five periods you needed a hobby and their that hobby was fucking... making daughters yeah <laughs> you don't get to choose taylor <laughs> making babies they needed to change their technique to get a son exactly Anyways. or like change the temperature of the room or something oh i don't know there's people do crazy shit oh they do to try to get a son versus a daughter or whatever they have their ways wasn't there it's magic wasn't there that king in england that <gasps> killed oh his yeah wives they if they didn't have a son yes that's what i would do anyways <laughs> so it started small you guys <laughs> carolyn would notice that the broom went missing or seemed to move from place to place on its own. And you know that she knew none of those fucking kids and her husband for sure were not touching that broom. Right. She was like, uh-uh, no way that this moved like from any of the other people in the house. It was a damn ghost. Carolyn had 14 rooms to clean. She was spread thin. Oh my God. And she was the only one who touched the broom period she so i mean she would hear the sound of something scraping against the kettle in the kitchen when nobody was there she would find small piles of dirt in the center of a newly cleaned kitchen floor it was just weird (laughs) the girls began to notice also spirits as they said around the house though for the most part they were harmless but they said there were a few however that were angry. A few. How many fucking spirits were in this goddamn house? Oh, we get to mostly it. they're nice, but there's a few. I don't even have. I think I have maybe one ghost in my house, and that's like a huge question mark. But they're like, oh, we have no. so many ghosts. Like most of them are chill, no. but like a couple of them want to fucking kill me and my entire family. You guys, we have to Just pause a for a minute. Put a pin in the story, Taylor for sure has a spirit in her house listen i stay the night there for a week okay a week in her house and we have i'm lactose intolerant i had a lot of cheese and i woke up that's the real that's the real culprit honestly but i woke up like it was like it was 3 30 in the morning it it was i remember i told you oh no i went into her bathroom her bathroom was in like her kitchen yes i remember right and i heard i swear to god for one the cabinet was closed and i heard like clacking on her hardwood floor so i thought for one she had let her dog out of its cage (laughs) and then i heard like 
moving around in the kitchen outside of the bathroom. And the bathroom is literally, I would say, in the kitchen, we'll say. Yeah, it's, like, right off of the kitchen. It's, like, the downstairs half bath, so it's, like, right off the kitchen and, like, the main area of the house. You guys, I open the door. For one, all the lights are still off. All that's done is there's a cabinet open right next to the fridge. And... (sighs) Didn't I, I waited an hour maybe and I texted you and was like, are you up? I think. You said yes, but I had asked you if you had been downstairs and you had said no. Yeah, I had not been up that whole time and my dog was still in his box, but he was downstairs in his box. This is when he was still a baby, so I couldn't leave him out like overnight. Because he would cause a fucking ruckus. But... He's cute, but he's yeah. a bad boy. Oh, my God. He's just the, the baddest golden retriever you he ever is. met. He's so spoiled. It just <laughs> makes him evil. I get it. My cats are the same way. If I lock my cat outside of the room for the night, the next oh, day God. I come out to work, he starts pushing stuff off the table. <laughs> I get it. But literally... The fact that one cabinet was open... I heard, you guys, it was as if Taylor was cooking breakfast in the kitchen at 3 30 a.m at 3 30 a.m I the mean, dog I... was running around i heard barking remember i told you he <laughs> yes. was barking and he he was sleeping when i got out and i didn't think much of it i was like oh she had just finished up and then i asked her about it the next day and she said she did not come downstairs until that, that yeah morning. you were like did you let leo out last night while i was in the bathroom and i was like no, Leo sleeps through the whole night without having to go to the bathroom. I thought she, I asked because I thought she'd get mad because when I poop, I have to run water. I get really, I get nervous. Even in my own house, I have to run water. It's the, the calming effect. It is. It's super It just calming. relaxes the bowels. It has to. <laughs> Anyways, sorry for pivoting so far from the story. Sorry for the poop talk. But I mean, no, that was, Taylor definitely has a spirit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't tell my boyfriend that, but. He's super scared. He, yeah, he won't accept it. But we had a penny fall out of the fucking air, thin air on its own. So. And then remember that other time I stayed at your house? And And you heard the footsteps. footsteps. (sighs) Anyways, you guys, let's continue. So let's (laughs) pull the pen out where we just left it. So, Carolyn allegedly researched the history of the home and discovered they had been in the same family for not one, not two, but eight generations. And that many of them, many, had died under mysterious or horrible circumstances. Taylor. Not mysterious. That's not even the worst. Horrible circumstances. (gasps) Not horrible. Several of the children (sighs) had drowned in the nearby creek. Jesus. One was murdered. A child was murdered? Yes, and a few of them had hanged themselves in the attic. Children. Children. Oh, my God. Children. Chillins. Yeah, so so in the film, the spirit that was depicted was that of Bathsheba. Bathsheba. And that Bathsheba was depicted as the worst of them all. Um, Depicted. Yeah, this is a quote. Whoever the spirit was, she perceived herself to be a mistress of the house, and she resented the competition. My mother posed for that position, said Andrea Perrin, the oldest of the five girls. She was a woman of the night. Right. Bathsheba. She was a whore. <laughs> so it turns a out... A whore. Well, well, here's the thing. It turns out she was actually a real person named 
Bathsheba, for one, let me state this before you say anything. Her name was Bathsheba Sherman. How the fuck are you going to have a first name Bathsheba, last name Sherman? (laughs) What? Like, I'm confused. Bathsheba Smith. What was her ethnicity? (laughs) We will never know. (laughs) Because Bathsheba Sherman... Anyways. I I feel like Bathsheba is so exotic and then Sherman is like... The fucking street that my parents live on. It was in our Indianapolis. It was our street, yeah. <laughs> so her name was Bathsheba Sherman. She lived on the parents' property in the mid eighteen hundreds. She was rumored to have been a Satanist, and there was evidence that she had been involved in the death of the neighbor's child. Even though there was no trial, she was buried in a nearby Baptist cemetery in downtown Harrisville. Baptist. It's always the Baptist. Right. So the the parents believed that it was Bathsheba's spirit that was tormenting them. Um, According to Andrea, the family experienced other spirits as well that smelled like rotting flesh and would cause beds to rise off the floor. And here's the thing. There was a picture that I, I used so many websites to research this, but this one I remember being on Ed and Lorraine's like actual website Mm -hmm. there was a picture from this haunting of this bed (gasps) midair it was it was wild because like i said it was the 70s they can't do that no like what like they would have to have it on like a fucking pulley system or something right and we're not talking two or three inches off the ground we're talking it was a good like two two and a half three feet well as from my self proclaimed demonologist oh my god the smell of rotting was it flesh or meat that's the sign of a demon it is yeah no for sure from your local demonologist taylor from your local demonologist demonologist taylor she (laughs) is saying that it was a demon it was a demon and You're welcome. We for promise the knowledge. you can take her word. Yes. Self-proclaimed. So they, um, she claims her father would enter the basement and feel a cold, stinking presence behind him. And like I said, it was Taylor. <laughs> the smell of tuna wafted through the air, <sighs> he would say. Which, like I said, Taylor. Tuna. Yep. Tuna. Bass. Any type of fish, that's Taylor. Trout. Just no Taylor is near. Smells like rotten fish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you guys. <laughs> Old big puss is on the loose. <laughs> it's me after a long day's work. <laughs> Saving lives one minute history at a time. What was it? It, it, it ain't much, but it's <laughs> honest work. <laughs> Anyways... <sighs> They often stayed away from the dirt floored cellar, but the heating uh, equipment. I would too. I'm not. No, if gonna... all this was going on, but oh, unfortunately, yeah. like the furnace and everything, it was down there. Oh God. Yeah. So and it would fail all the time, causing the dad to have to go down it there. Was the demon. Right. So the luring the... his victims one by one. <laughs> the Warrens made multiple trips to investigate, and so at one point, Lorraine. Here's the part. Lorraine conducted a seance to attend to contact the spirits that were possessing the family. During said seance, Carolyn Perron, which was the dad, I mean the mom, (laughs) became possessed. (laughs) 
<laughs> speaking in tongues and rising from the ground in her chair. This was no magic trick, you guys, because Andrea, the daughter, the oldest one, claims to have witnessed the seance. She said, and I quote, Secretly? I thought I was going to pass out. Same. My mother began to speak I think a I'm going to pass out right now. <laughs> not of this world. In a voice not her own. Her chair levitated and she was thrown across the room. Ooh. The real question is, did the bitch deserve it? <laughs> was she a nice mom? Was she a bad mom? I don't know. Social media wasn't around, so I can't ask if she was a social media mom. I have a book that I have never read about... I think it's either this story or the second you Conjuring story. Yes, I can. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Um, it's called like House of Darkness, House of Light or something like that. And it is about the, I think it's this story and I have yet to read it, but it's very long and it's a long book, but I'll get around to it. It's like 500 pages or something. So like eventually I'll read it, but I think it's about this story and it's written by I think that girl Andrea oh oh yeah Yeah. she did write a book about it so here's the kicker of it so here's the thing the movie version of events kind of depicts Ed performing an exorcism but Lorraine insists that her husband would never attempt one Hmm. um, as they must be performed by a Catholic priest but if I remember right like we said the first time I believe there was a priest there, but he ends up getting knocked out and mm-hmm. Ed kind of saves the day. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I haven't watched that movie in so long. Well, though. here's the real bullshit. Roger can kind of kick fucking rocks. Um, kick rocks. Right. After the seance, Roger kicked the Warrens out of the house because he was worried about his wife's mental stability. Hmm. According to the daughter, Andrea, the family continued to live in the house due to financial instability <laughs> until Same. they were able to move in the 1980s, at which point the spirits were silenced and the haunting ceased. But here's the thing. The spirits were silenced because they moved out. <laughs> like, they weren't silenced forever. So like, they're just stuck in the house. But I... Th- and here's the thing. Don't demons, like, latch themselves to you? I think and... they can. I think it depends. But maybe it wasn't really a demon. Well, I guess she got possessed. Or at least in the movie, she got possessed. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think the story... Also, we're not demonologists, so... I don't know. We need Eddie Boy. I don't think the story makes... Like, the story isn't as exciting as the movie, obviously. But... It kind of still sounds pretty intense. Like, yeah, I don't know. And I, I, when I was typing my notes, I was like, remember this part in the second movie, which I'm not going to say anymore because this next part, I'm going to tell you this story (laughs) and I quote this again, but let's just go ahead and move on to the next haunting. Um, it's going to, so let's move on to the next haunting. Um, so it's going to be the Enfield haunting. Ooh. So this is actually based off. That's my haunting voice. Yeah, that's that's our ghost voice. It's a little generic, but we'll work on it. <laughs> it's based off of the second movie. Um, so six years after the parent family was terrorized by their demon. Six? Like six, six, six? Taylor, don't say that in my house. Oh my You're going to get me fucking. You're going to get me Wait, a demon. On. Father, son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. It's gone. 
Amen. God bless. <laughs> and so six years after. God bless. The- Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> God bless. Hoss. <laughs> so six years after the Perrin family was terrorized by their demon, another family in Enfield, England, began to experience kind of similar things. Mm. Um, so the obviously six years from 1971 is 1977. Wow, good job at the math. Right. My mom was five. So Tammy. Tammy. Little, little Tammy tam- is a little girl. The Hogson. H-O-D-G-S-O-N. The Hogson family started seeing and hearing strange things. Janet, who was 11 at the time, um, she recalled sitting up in bed and seeing her dresser slide across the room that she oh. shared with her brother. Do you remember oh. that in the movie? Oh my god, yes. That actually... So, Lorraine was actually kind of on this movie, too, to make sure nothing was over-dramatized. Uh-huh. So, I mean... It happened. So, this is a quote. We shouted, and keep in mind, you guys, this is Britain or England. One of the two. They're all the same over there, mate. So. That's Australia. Oh. (laughs) I I can't do a British accent to save my life, but this is what they said. We shouted, mum, mum, said Janet. Mum, We were sort of frightened, but also intrigued. But also intrigued. And that kills me because curiosity killed the cat. Curiosity did kill the cat. You got any tea and crumpets? <laughs> I want my tea and crumpets. Fish and chips. <laughs> oh my God. Fish and chips. That sounds so good. Ew, fish is gross. I kind of wish we had a British accent. Me too, mate. Anyways, oh wait, that's Australian. Sorry for putting a pen. Take the pen out. <laughs> so... Later, the family began to hear knocking coming from all sorts of places in the house. Oh, God. Knocking is only okay on the door. Well, right. Period. So, Janet remembers her mom thinking there were burglars or drifters hiding out in their home. Burgled. Burgled. They were going to get burgled. (laughs) Well, she called the police to investigate. And this is kind of the wild thing. You know, I'll get to that in a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Have you seen those stories of people who actually find people hiding out, like, in their attics I don't want to talk about it, because <gasps> do you remember Julie from growing up? Yeah. Do Your you... family friend, Julie? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember me? I don't know if... I think we told you this. It might click once I tell you again. Oh, God. There was a guy hiding out in <gasps> their apartments. Do you not remember he fell through Andy's roof no. in his bedroom while Andy no. was chilling on the bed? <laughs> That is, ever since that happened, that is probably my biggest fear, is that somebody somehow crawled into my attic, and my attic sucks, you guys. My ceiling is probably paper mache (laughs) and glue. (laughs) If somebody even stepped foot in there, they just fall right through. Dude, there are, like, stories of people finding, like, hideouts in their attics, and people have just been living there. Yeah. No. I get it. That... That story from Julie and everything, I remember my mom told me, and I was like, never again in my life. No. I will, if that happens to me, the trauma will be too much. (laughs) I will unalive myself. (laughs) Anyways. Oh, God. So, the officer who arrived reported witnessing this. Reporting for duty. Well, this is what I was going to say. Like, the officers witnessed the paranormal activity. I remember that in the movie. Right. So, the officer that arrived reported witnessing a chair rise up. And move across the floor on its own. And 
You might notice this new source because it's still around today. Reporters from the Daily Mirror were also called in to report on the infield haunting, experience them for themselves too. <gasps> so, Legos and marbles were reported flying around the room, hot to the touch when picked up. Oh, God. Clothing folded on tabletops would leap off of them and fly across oh, the room. Oh, my God. I'd be so pissed. I just did all this work to fold all this laundry. That's why I don't do it. Ugh. Here's, here's, here's a tip for our listeners. Don't ever fold your clothes. If if because the ghosts might just you, throw them off. No, if you have no kids and there's only two of you, leave them in the dryer and just take it out as you need. Are you right? That's what I, I do. should start doing that. Yeah, Bonnie would kill me. I pro. Well, <laughs> I'm not gonna say he needs to hop off or what he needs to hop off of, <laughs> but I get it. So. The sound of dogs barking would be heard in empty rooms. Oh, I would love that. No, lights would flicker. <laughs> Coins no. would drop out of thin air. <gasps> Dang my house! No! <laughs> and furniture would spin or tip over without being touched. <gasps> Can I tell you something? What? Do you remember my first apartment in Madison Village? Yes. Did I ever tell you when I came home and the fucking... The couch was tipped over no. and it was it was a heavy huge couch and that was the only thing that was touched no i you thought i never was told me about that there was no there was no force entry or anything <gasps> the, i had to call the office to make sure the exterminator hadn't been in there nobody had but just the couch was just tipped oh my over. god what if the ghost from that house has come to haunt me and you what if it traveled all the way? All the way? All the way from, from Europe? From Madison and Stop Eleven. <laughs> Fuck that ghost. You lived in a poor area. Fuck you. Anyways. <laughs> we're not going to pay them the time of day. So, one day, the iron... Oh my the god. The iron lung. The iron fireplace. <laughs> In an upstairs bedroom was <gasps> ripped out of the wall, you guys. Ripped. Ew. Uh, who has a fireplace upstairs? Uh, it's England in the 70s, Taylor. Okay, I can't, you I can't crazy judge. Bitch. I can't judge. So after that, paranormal investigators from all around the world showed up. T- claiming duh. to be able to contact spirits and wanting to know more about the infield haunting. Mm. Most of them, though were frauds well no no most of them decided that the children had been faking their experiences as one of them had admitted to doing so on one occasion but the warrants were different oh i remember hearing this somewhere they like faked it was in the movie one of too. the things it wasn't well they claimed to have faked it i don't i don't remember why but the warrants showed up and immediately believed that a demonic presence was present like However, their claims were overlooked as a noted skeptic at the uh, at the time accused Ed Warren of exaggerating and even making up incidents, often transforming a haunting into one case of demonic possession. Hmm. So this is where the story differs from the movie, as there was no exorcism-like practice from the Warrens. In 1979, two years after the Warrens began kind of investigating... The hauntings abruptly stopped. Hmm. Though the family remain like maintains that they did nothing to stop them. So in the movie, if you remember at the end, 
you know, this whole thing starts. Lorraine has that premonition that Ed is going to die on that yeah. stake. And, you know, at the end, she goes into the room and the, you got to know the demon's name to stop it. And she's like, I know your name. Bathsheba. Bathsheba. And that's how it ends. But here it just stopped. But you got to think, like, I wouldn't call myself a skeptic, but I'm reasonable. Mm-hmm. You have a fucking, basically a fucking fireplace getting ripped out of the wall. Yeah. All all these other, there were pictures of this, too. There was a girl floating in midair. There were, like, five pictures oh, of this. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Where people, like, even outside could see her, like, floating on top of her bed from the right. window. Yes. And not only that, remember that part in the movie where the girl got picked up by her hair in, yeah. like, the living room? There were, like, six pictures of that, of this girl suspended in midair. And it was the 70s. You mm-hmm. just couldn't fake it. Yeah. And... So, there's that part of me is like, hey, maybe these people, like how they were depicted in the movie, were so, were so, like, desperate for help mm-hmm. that they maybe faked one or two things. Right. But the majority of it was real. Yeah. I think I remember hearing that in, like, a different podcast of, like, they faked one thing and so everybody was like oh my god that means you guys are faking literally everything right and they were like no we were just like trying to play a prank and think about that too like you have these kids like living in this horrible therapy like terrifying thing and what they just want to like play a prank or something like they're kids they got worldwide attention yeah i mean all um England's or you know the UK well I don't know they're all the same to yeah. me sorry you guys <laughs> um it had multiple eyes on them from like noteworthy news places and then yeah. people from the states Ed and Lorraine mm-hmm. I just don't I don't see them pushing it that far plus the photos you guys look them up they're they're credible in my eyes they definitely they definitely speak volumes for sure yeah and ugh, that's just like terrifying to think like if you were a kid and you like were going through that and then you like do one thing just to play a fucking joke and people are like oh all the shit you're going through is so fake like you faked all of it and you're like what I was Why just playing a fucking like joke because I'm a child right that and then just the haunting aspect. So, you know how, like, you can have... Have you ever had a repeat nightmare? Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, kind of the same thing? Or, like, mm-hmm. you're dreaming and all of a sudden the nightmare enters? hmm One nightmare I have is... It's kind of like this, like... <gasps> where you're gay? No, that's my reality. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every day. <laughs> no, but I have this reoccurring nightmare that sometimes just slips it in itself into normal dreams where I'm looking into a pitch dark room and for some reason I throw a red ball and I sit there and hope it doesn't get thrown back and it gets and thrown it does. back. <laughs> and I, you know how in dreams you feel like emotions or feelings in yeah. like its purest form? Yes. Fear just washes over me yeah. and then I wake up. So, like, could you imagine that being awake? And I'm sure, like, that's what these children felt. 
I don't know, you guys. That Those are the stories. I mean, I know this has been a shorter, like, episode than most of our other ones, but I really want to know what you guys think. Stick sticking to the facts. Well, you guys haven't really utilized our Google form. Um, yeah. Get into it. I want to hear feedback. I want to hear thoughts, everything. Recommendations, suggestions for another episode. I think we're going to start uploading our podcast to YouTube as yeah, well. Eventually. So we can get more, like engagement yes. and so we can hear you guys' thoughts more often and like be more active on social media for sure you can follow us on twitter and instagram at the tipsy Tays. um you can email us at the tipsy at gmail.com and like i said our google form always linked in every episode always linked. let us know what you guys think feedback on the episode or feedback on the story in general yes but yeah you guys, that was a story of Ed and Lorraine Warren's two most famous cases. We will see you guys next Monday. We sure will. Bye. Bye.